All right. Happy Labor Day, everybody out there in podcast land. Welcome to the Lockdown Avalanche podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, as always, is with me on today's episode. We will be discussing it is Labor Day. So who are the Avalanche's hardest workers for this roster? I, I got a couple that jumped out. When you threw that question out to me, I like right away, there's two guys that jumped out immediately. So we'll talk about that. We will look at some milestones within the Avalanche franchise and individual milestones. Could there be some this season for the Avs? And the network at Locked On NHL, all of the hosts did a uh, poll to come up with who has the best uniforms or jerseys in the NHL. So we have the top 10 and the bottom 10, which we will discuss. And if you're listening to the Locked On Avalanche podcast, you're probably not going to be happy. Well, let's get to it. Wrong one. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Labor Day is always bittersweet because it's like, yeah, I mean, if, you, if you're in the industry, if you get a day off, you have an extra day off for the weekend. But it's always it always signals like the end, the like unofficial end of summer, which is good and bad because everybody likes summer. But the good like right around the corner is some of the good stuff. You got fall right on, around the corner, which means, you know, football season is here and you have the hockey season like a month away. So mm-hmm. good and bad. I, I, I don't know if I ever asked you, like if you have a favorite season. It's got to be it's got to be fall or winter. I can never get cold enough. The summer kills me. And I'm a single yeah. dad, so summer's no fun. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing like with 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 cold, like you can get yourself warm. Yeah. In in hot, in like, you know, death hot, like it's very difficult to get yourself cool. So I'm kind of with you on that, but I do like the two I, I, I'm a fall fan and definitely a spring fan too, so yeah. like the depths of winter I could do without. It's, it's a little bit too when, when it gets too like you know in the single digits like I can do without that. I'll be out there in shorts. <laughs> You're one of those guys. You're oh I know I have some friends that are like that. I could never be that guy. Yeah, that's you. All right. Uh, thank you everybody for tuning in to Lockdown Avalanche, making it your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. You can follow us on our social media outlets: LOP and underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Lockdown Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions: Lockdown Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe and get notified when a new show goes live for today. All right, let's get started with because it is Labor Day. And, you know, we that's you, you throw out guys that, you know, really work hard. Uh, and, and for the avalanche, I think the one from from, you know, yesteryear is Matt Calvert. I think oh, he, yeah. he is is Mr. Labor Day. <laughs> if we're gonna <laughs> anoint someone with the the title, but for for the current roster, anybody on that that current roster that jumps out at you as like these are the workhorses for the Colorado Avalanche. When I threw this question at you, I had number one guy in mind and one guy that never gets talked about and should. <clears throat> number one, especially last year. I feel like Bo Byram is Mr. Labor Day. Hmm. In a different kind of way. Yeah, I, w- I wasn't really thinking about him. 
but he, you know, he he worked his butt off to get back just on the ice and just and, play. And he wasn't just getting back on the ice either. It was he played a integral role in the playoffs. Like it wasn't mm. just getting back and acclimated and occupying a spot on the roster. He he actually performed really, really well when he did. Yeah. Uh, that's a good one. And I think you're going to see even more of that. Like if that guy can stay healthy. Yeah. He he's, he's a, a definite workhorse for me. There, there's two that jumped out at me. One is t- could potentially be on the roster. Uh, and we talk about him here every once in a while, but you know, it was a very unfortunate end to his season. And that's Jacob McDonald. Mm. Um, that guy, he, he, when you're playing for your your favorite team when you were a kid, um, you just go all out. And he yeah. absolutely like the, the the second he came out on the ice, like I fell in love with the guy because he is just working his butt off. He knows he he knows that what that's what he needs to do in order to stay at the NHL level, and he never takes a shift off ever. Yeah. I I'm rooting so hard for McDonald this year to, to make this team because I not only because like, I like seeing like guys like that get a roster spot, but he could genuinely make a, a difference on this team on the defensive end. I honestly yeah. think he could. I really do. Yeah. I, I, I really like that pick. Like when you, we said that I was like, Ooh, that's yeah. perfect. Like that's, he fits that role really well. And he's just nonstop grinding. Like we when he's out there. It. He's like a buzzsaw. Yeah, like you needed someone to take like the Matt Calvert role. You did. He kind of did that. Like you know, when Calvert tried to come back, you know, and and had the pink visor and everything, hoping that would help, and it didn't. And he left, and and it was Jacob McDonald who kind of came. He wasn't getting like huge minutes, but every time he went out there, they were meaningful, playing yeah. really meaningful minutes. So definitely Jacob McDonald. And the other one for me is Val Nichuskin. Yeah, Val yeah. Houston is the and and when you're when you're you know uh, uh, a couple different reasons why number one just on the ice when you are a forechecking machine um, you are working so much harder than everybody else out on the ice because you have to play the full two hundred foot game uh, even when when you know if if your team turns the puck over a lot of guys just start backtracking you have to stay on the puck he does it so well. Uh, he just works his butt off. And then, you know, you could even just say from where he was in his career, mm-hmm. he had to work hard to get another shot with any team because nobody wanted him. And we all know the story now uh, that the Avs gave him the shot. And now a great contract went his way because of how hard he worked once he got on the ice for the Avs. And kept pushing through the playoffs on one good foot. Like, yeah, that. Yeah, seeing the pictures of his foot afterwards, you're like, man, like, that is a hockey player. And yeah, yeah, Val, Val is definitely Mr. Labor Day. So, it, um, got you got another one or what? Yeah, the the second one, I mean, it has to be Taser. Like he had yeah. 66, he had 66 games, and like you ask him, like he he doesn't have bad games. He gets out there and no. does what he has to do, and he's not out there going for the the shine and the star power. He's just going out there to make the team better. And he's your prototypical lunch pail player. Like he yeah. goes out there, does his job, goes home. Like he, it just seems like it's he the American it. dream. <laughs> yeah. It seems like he just, he never, 
has a, a bad game or he never has a bad shift. He just always okay. seems to do the right thing. He's at the right place at the right time. Um, you, you very seldom are, are you wondering what's wrong with Devontae's? Yep. He just seems to be Johnny on the spot type of guy. So, um, and I, I, you know, it's really easy to not bring up Nathan McKinnon, but you have to. Yeah. <laughs> that guy works harder than anybody out on the ice game and he's going to outwork you he really is and i think it's just easy for us because he's a superstar we talk about him so much uh to forget the work ethic that this guy puts in on and off the ice so you have to mention him for someone that's you know an incredibly hard worker for them and you could easily make that same case for kale mccarr and the shifts that he was putting that tampa bay was forcing him to make in the cup final that they were putting him out there for over like a minute and a half. And he had some very long shifts and they were really trying to mm-hmm. exhaust him and it did not phase Kale McCarr. So both Nathan McKinnon and Kale McCarr with their conditioning, like try and make them slow down and they're just going to make you hurt. Now, when, when you have guys that get better as the game goes on or stronger as the game goes on, that's all conditioning. And, and that's intentional. Like mm-hmm. when you're getting dog tired, these guys are look like they have fresh legs. So yep. Um, I want to hear about it in the in the comments, and it can be old players too. I mean, we talked mainly about the current roster, but uh, and we had to bring up Matt Calvert just because you have to. But who do you guys like? And even Francois Beauchemin, anybody? Yeah. <laughs> uh, even if it's on another team, someone that you you enjoy watching just because their work ethic is so good, throw it out there in the comments. Um, all right, we're gonna hear from Bill Bar, and then we're gonna get into some potential milestones for the Avalanche this season. Uh, maybe franchise milestones or individual milestones. We will discuss that as well as uh, the the jersey ranking from the Locked On NHL Network. But first, Built Bar, and we went to the Built Bar website because sometimes we don't get the like the the read that we have to do. Maybe isn't one hundred percent updated, so we like to go to Built.com to see what they have. And good thing that we did first last last week or a couple weeks ago was the pina colada mm-hmm. flavor, and now they do something with the BYU Cougars. They have they have created a built bar, actually a built bar puff, uh, in conjunction with the BYU Cougar football team, and this thing is called the Cougar Tail. Now I didn't know this about BYU, uh, but apparently. People line up for miles. It's like a new iPhone coming out uh, for a BYU maple bar. So we had to go Google this thing. I got to get me to a BYU Cougar game. These things look good. They They look look, good. Look sinful for BYU. Yeah. (laughs) They're they're a 16-inch maple bar. So what did Built do? They created a Built Puff cougar tail is what they call it so you can go to built.com right now and get the byu built cougar tail puff bar and you can use the locked on 15 promo code to get 15 percent off of your order and that's off of any order and the cool thing that they're doing with this as well is uh the purchase of every cougar tail puff supports the built for good initiative to help feed millions of kids around the country. And Bill has partnered with BYU and their athletics department to provide opportunities to get involved and help alleviate child hunger. So not only are you eating something delicious and good for you, you're helping the kids too. It's I mean, good all around. 
combining my two loves built bar and cougars <laughs> and with that you just go to built.com once again use the promo code locked on 15 to get 15 percent off of your order all right, Mr. Cougar. Uh, <laughs> let's milestones for the abs. The amazing thing when, when when you threw this out to me and like I started kind of looking up stuff. The amazing thing is, yeah, th- this team obviously won a Stanley Cup, and they had players that had incredible stats and stuff like that. But when you look at kind of where they are in in franchise ranking, like not a lot of people are showing up. You know what I mean? Like and you have guys that have been around for a while. Like Nathan McKinnon is there. Gabe mm-hmm. Landeskog is there for some things. That's really it. Just those two guys. You're going to have Cal McCarr when he gets, you know, that's, that's the beauty of this team is they're that young and they're just starting out that they've already got a Stanley cup in their pocket. And as far as where they stand franchise wise, they got a long way to go. Yeah. You have, Current Avalanche, Gabe Landeskog sitting at number five for games played. And when it comes to career numbers, like that's as it's about top five is about as close as you're getting. You still have a long way to go. Well, yeah. I mean, for games played, Joe Sackick leads that with 1,378. You know, like you said, Gabe Landeskog is number five with 738. So he's like just past halfway there um and is already half halfway through his career i mean he's more than halfway through his career so you're not going to catch that but um where was the one so the thing that i'm going to be looking at is for i think it was career yeah career goals Mm-hmm. You have Gabe Landeskog at number six with 248 and Nathan McKinnon right behind him at number seven at 242. So two things are going to happen this year. They're both going to pass Anton Stasny, who's at 252. So they'll get up. They'll both pass him. So they'll be number five and six. But Nathan McKinnon will likely pass Gabe Landeskog in the process. Yeah, because there's no way Gabe Landeskog <clears throat> is going to score as many goals as Nathan McKinnon. So you're going to have Nathan McKinnon really jumping two guys, and he will be sole possession of number five all time for Colorado Avalanche by the end of this year with Milan Hayduk above him at 375. So he'll be probably less than 100 to go um, to get to number four. So it's going to take some time to even get to number four. So once we get where these two guys are, might be another – few years before they break into the top four and it's crazy to see that stat with all the years that nathan mckinnon's been chasing a hundred point season and gabe landis still scoring more goals that's you wouldn't think that you would not think that at all no no um and that were let's see so that was the other one i was looking at was points just overall points nathan mckinnon is sixth with 648 above him is Peter Forsberg at number five with 755. So Nathan McKinnon would have to have his first ever 100 point season plus seven, no plus eight. I'm sorry. So he'd have, have to have 108 points to overtake Peter Forsberg this year. 
I say he does it this year. Ooh. I I am going on a prediction right here and saying Nathan McKinnon gets exactly 108 points. Nay, 109 points. We'll just put him two over. We'll say 109 points for Nathan McKinnon this year, and he takes over fifth place and passes Peter Forsberg wow. for fifth on the all, Avalanche all-time scoring list. I, I respect Tell me that. I'm wrong. Uh, I'm going to ride with it. I mean, yeah. If his body holds up, contract year. That's okay. exactly right. That's and and if the contract is not signed, mm-hmm. going by by opening day, anything is possible. You know they could sign it at any point during the season. But I would kind of go out there and say like, yeah, I think Nathan McKinnon would just want to focus on hockey, and he could because he just mm-hmm. let his agent take care of it. Um, so I guess if we're saying it doesn't get signed by opening night, they don't touch it during the season and he goes off and you get 109 points from him. You know what? I'll, okay. I'll join you on that. I, okay. Let's go. Let's go. All right. 109. <laughs> Giddy like up it? 109. All right. All right. And, and like, I, I bring all this up because last year we like to talk about last season and it's great. We won the cup and everything. We shattered the points for a season, like an right. individual, but that's about it. When you keep going down like the rest of the season, stats like the best seasons in Avalanche Quebec history, the rest of the team doesn't make it on that list. It's still heavy Quebec when it comes to single season records. Yeah. So it's surprising to see that the Avalanche last year with all the hardware they took home, we're not shattering a lot of the single season records and they're still so far behind on individual records. It's just, it really puts things in perspective where last year I've, I've heard the, where do you go? What, what motivates you for this next season? There's still a lot of ground to be made for this team to be legendary. And we're talking about yeah. 95, 96 and 01 teams. This current team has a lot of ground to make up to rank with where those players ended up. Yeah. I mean, you you just look at like you're saying. You look at season leaders for everything. Um, you know, you have Robert Goulet, no Michel <laughs> Goulet. Um, you, you you even have, let's see. So you only had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So eight times in franchise history, there's been a 50 goal score. Could you get that? I mean, you. you it would be to, in this like, 109 year for Nathan McKinnon. It would be. It would be guys like Nathan McKinnon. Um, I mean, if Miko Rantanen really got hot during the course of a season, but that that's a, a big ask for him. It's tough. It's not yeah. easy to do. So, I mean, yeah, you have eight guys that have done it. Milan Hayduk was one guy that actually did it. Um, it's tough. So it's tough to predict. Like a guy can score 50 goals. I think, you know, what, what who, um, What's his name on, on Toronto had it? Uh, oh, Austin, Austin Matthews. Matthews. Yeah. I think he was the only one, right? I don't I don't know if anybody else had had 50 goals. I'd have to go check, but I don't bottom line is there's not a lot of people that get to do it. No, and it's uh, it's it's especially hard to do with the Colorado Avalanche when there's only one puck. Because there's a lot going around. There's a there's lot of a points lot going, going around. around. Yeah. Or, yeah, exactly. But interestingly enough, um where is it here? On Season leaders, we do have somebody that leads in something, and that is Nathan McKinnon. In 2018-2019, he 
led the league in shots, which is also the most ever for an Avalanche player. He had 365. The most before that was Joe Sackick in 95-96. So the first year they moved to Denver, he had 339. So uh, and Nathan McKinnon, so it goes Nathan McKinnon number one, Joe Sackick two and three, and Nathan McKinnon number four. And then Nathan McKinnon number six, and Nathan McKinnon number eight. Dude shoots. Yeah. <laughs> we knew that. I, but that's that's that kind of goes with the territory. You know what you're getting with Nathan McKinnon. Right. Um, so I don't know. I don't think in in terms of like individual season mm-hmm. um points or or assists or goals, like you you you'll see anybody up there. So for points, I said Nathan McKinnon, I'm predicting 109. Um, that still wouldn't be top 10 for franchise history. The lowest is Peter Stasny with 111. So that's the lowest. Highest is Peter Stasny with 139. I don't think anybody's touching that for a while. So that's, that's, oh, it's, it's going to be really hard to do on this team. Yeah. It's, you had, um, you know, we talk, everybody talks about that Ryan Graves, uh, year where he was like plus 40 mm-hmm. well kale mccarr was a plus 48 last year and Devontae's was a plus 52 last year as well and miko Rantanen was a plus 35 so and none of those uh Devontae's is tied for second Goulet mm-hmm. had a plus 62 i mean when you look at these things you're like this is a franchise who has really good numbers for the best all time. You know what I mean? Like, and and I'm sure most franchises are this way, but these are very difficult numbers to, to take over. And here we are sitting with when, when it's all said and done, probably some of the greatest avalanche to ever play for this team. And as far as an individual season goes, they might not touch any of these records. And how many people do you see walking around with Goulet jerseys? When it's like the not, Quebec jerseys, you see no. Sackett, Forsberg, you do not see Goulet. No, hardly ever. Or sometimes you see like a Stasny, like a Peter Stasny one or something like that. Yeah. But no, you don't. You don't. It's it's really, really interesting. So um, I don't know if there's any any records or you know achievements that you think the Avalanche could reach this year on a personal level um, for individual players. Let us know. It's going to it's gonna be difficult. And I know that's not, this isn't like the – what you go for you go for the trophy obviously but it is nice to to live like when you have records like this and you're looking at these things all right so you're looking at like uh most goals was scored in 82 83 most assists was in 81 82 um most points was in 81 82 all of these things are from you know early 80s maybe like the mid 90s you know so it's like okay like if you were to witness one of these current players to break that, that is a big moment. And that's something that you want to experience. If you ask me. Yeah. And it's definitely something that you could look forward to this year, especially with this talent. So yeah, that's something to look forward to. Could happen. Could happen. So, and I know it's tough that the game was played differently back then and than it is now. So we shall see. So uh, it just makes the game fun. Yeah. All right. Uh, the locked on NHL hosts, all got together and did some voting for who they feel is the best 
jerseys around the league. So um, if you follow us on on Twitter, you know what these are, but we haven't had a chance to talk about them. I talked about them with Adam, um, but uh, you and I have not had an opportunity to discuss it. So we'll look at the top 10, and then uh, they also released the bottom 10. What's in between? We don't know. They didn't release those. I don't know what they are. Uh, so you're going to be upset because the Avalanche are not in the top 10, but they're not in the bottom 10. So they're somewhere in the middle there. Uh, in maybe the middle 12. Just missed out and they're at number 11. I'll go find out if I can get the full list just so I have peace of mind and know where they stand. But if you're watching on YouTube, we're going to throw these up in the stream. There you go. There's the top 10. Uh, there you go. And if you're listening in your uh, car at, at home or whatever, I'll read them off to you. So number 10 is the Pittsburgh Penguins. Number nine is the Boston Bruins. Number eight is the San Jose Sharks. Number seven is the Minnesota Wild. Ugh. Number six is the New York Rangers. Number five is the Buffalo Sabres. Four is the Seattle Kraken. Three is the Detroit Red Wings. Two is the Arizona Coyotes. Number one, donning the Nazem Kadri jersey is the Calgary Flames at number one. Do you have any issues with these, Mr. Sullivan? Sure do. I would take that number one, slide it out, move it down, push the Kraken up, Detroit up, Arizona to the number one. Okay. Calgary down to about that four or five spot. Buffalo Sabres, you have to be kidding me. I don't get uh, that. Like, I, I love the black and red Buffalo head. That is but that's my... not what we're voting on. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. That yeah. one is literally my favorite hockey jersey of all time. Um, okay. And it's not what we're voting on. So I don't know why they're sitting at number five. I don't that know. is it it's it's a it confuses me at how Buffalo is at number five. I have no idea. And this was like the voting was done, I think, even before Buffalo announced that they were bringing back yeah. the black and red. Like it wasn't even a thing. Like it was all rumors. So I'm with you there. Buffalo doesn't deserve to be in the top 10. And I, it's not because I, I can't stand the team and their arrival. I don't get Minnesota in the top nope. 10 at all. They would be 10 or 11. Um, I'd bump the Sharks up. Definitely. Sharks I love. I've always loved the the Sharks uh, uniform. I love their colors. Um, I would bump them up. Um, and I've always been a fan of the logo of the Pittsburgh Penguins. I have been. And I, yep. I said this when I was talking with Adam. Um it's just it it's a logo of you know their animal yeah actually playing hockey it's not just his head or it's not just an outline of a penguin like the penguin is playing hockey he's got skates yep. he's got a stick he's like i love that i think it's a good logo yeah especially if you can look at the logo and know what sport and <laughs> already get half of it like if you right. get that going like you're that's it's a good logo yeah and honestly like I do I do feel like the Avalanche should be right near the bottom of the top 10, I would say. I, I think they should be in like the 8, 9, or 10. And that's why I'm going to go find out where they are because I'm willing to bet they're like maybe like 11 or 12 and just missed out in the top 10. I think the Avalanche have one of the best color schemes in sports. Yeah. If you are, I love it. Absolutely love it. And the logo is perfect. And I love the fact that they haven't changed the logo. 
they've kept it the same and you have you know the hockey puck kind of like swooshing around the a that's it's just it's a great logo it's a great color scheme um and if it's low if it's really if it's like you know 1920 i'm gonna be upset about that it, it's a solid i'm not gonna sit here and say it's the best logo but it's 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 definitely a solid one and deserving of low-end top 10 if you ask me and i think if seattle has one playoff run they're going to live in the top five of these jersey rankings <laughs> for the rest of our life i gotta give them credit like they nailed it with the, the last two uh expansion teams one absolutely nailed it one made you barf yeah. uh and the kraken absolutely crushed it so yeah i and i don't it's not that i hate the calgary uniform i just i don't know like it's not number one to me it's not and i wouldn't even put arizona at number one if you ask me like fine arizona is a top so five. good i know everybody loves it i'm not as much in love with it as everybody is it's a very good uniform um i kind of like more just classic looking ones um and and that's why I would put the New York Rangers at number one. I'd oh. put the Rangers at one. Um, I'd put I'd probably put Detroit at two, and I would put Seattle at three. I gotta give Seattle a color scheme is great. Yep, great big beefy logo with the, you know the cracking eye in the middle of the S or the top of the. S. It's good. It's good stuff. You know what? I'd take Calgary out of the top ten, and I'd put New Jersey in there somewhere between five and ten. Ooh, then you are not going to be happy, sir. No. Uh, <laughs> no. As we segue into the uh, the bottom 10, let me get this loaded up here. Oh, uh, don't do it to my boys. There we go. There's your bottom 10. What? Including <laughs> the New Jersey Devils. Uh, so the bottom 10, 23 is the New York Islanders. 24 is the Dallas Stars. 25 is the New Jersey Devils. Uh, 26, Vegas Golden Knights. 27 is the Florida Panthers. 28 is the Philadelphia Flyers. That's a little surprising to me. 29 is Chicago Blackhawks. 30 is the Washington Capitals. 31 is the Anaheim Ducks. And the worst uniform in the NHL, according to our lockdown host, is the Columbus Blue Jackets. At 32. When I saw this, man, that that jumped out to me was the New Jersey Devils. New Jersey has no business being on the bottom 10. No. That's a solid uniform. That's a solid logo. Awesome colors, black and red and white. That I don't know how New Jersey got so low on this. I don't agree with that one at all. The only I think the only two on there that I don't agree with are that and the Flyers. I mean, the Flyers yeah. are a bad team, but they don't have a bad uniform. Oh no. Yeah. No. I don't the get the Flyers is a classic, classic looking logo. The Devils, uh, no, this is, mm. yeah, it'll we, get me off on a tangent about the Devils. Yeah, yeah, that's I won't stand for that. I feel sorry for Jay, locked on jackets. Like, oh, thirty-two, that's rough. Um, the Ducks, I feel like that's just the re everybody revolt. They want the old school Anaheim Mighty mm. Ducks logo. Yeah, the Capitals is dumb. The Blackhawks <laughs> logo has aged as good as milk. Um, the Dallas Stars logo. I liked their '90s style. I I've never been a fan of this new Dallas Cowboys I, weird I green. I like the green. Believe it or mm -hmm. not, I do like it. It's a like a 
deeper green. Like I, I, I like it. I don't like the, I think the logo is very simplistic. Yeah. It's just the a D with a star around it. Like, okay, you could have done better than that. But I, the, the colors, I actually do like the colors of the Dallas stars. It, but don't tell Dallas to get creative. They did have the Mooterist jersey for a long yeah, time. Right. That was ugly. Um, uh, For me, yeah, Columbus is, I, I just, it does nothing for it. Like that, 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 that uniform is just so plain. I love their alternates though. That blue with the, it's got like the old school, like just the round logo with the oh, cannon yes. in the middle. That's yes. a very good jersey. That is awesome. I have to give them credit for that. But I wouldn't put them as the worst. Uh, I, I would put them, I, I would kind of, like you were saying, I'd move everybody down. I'd move everybody down a peg and I would put Vegas right at 32. It's just another reason why I cannot stand this team. Their their logo is horrible. Their color and, scheme is terrible. And their minor but league team has a better logo than they, they do. They do. Um, they really do. That one's really cool. But uh, it's it's just ugly. It's just like it's a, the puke emoji is the Vegas Golden Knights uniform. I don't know. Um, any in the top 10 or bottom 10 that, that you would have slotted in there that is not in the top 10 or bottom 10? You know, I would swap. I wouldn't so much the placement, but the two slides we looked at, I would swap. I would swap Calgary and New Jersey. I have the Calgary Jersey just doesn't do it for me. Like I, it's, yeah. it's very I, basic. Um, yeah. And New Jersey isn't. Yeah. Um, it, it definitely has like, it's got, you look at it, it's got swagger. Yeah. Um, I, Calgary I, I, looks I like, like McDonald's. It. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think people just are in love with that. Like, color scheme for some reason uh, it's not horrible i wouldn't put it in the bottom no. 10 but it's not the, i don't feel like it's the number one uniform in the league at all um again maybe this is me going back to just you know liking the traditional teams and logos i think montreal should be in the top 10 i yeah. do the toilet I, seat I, yeah i think they should be in the top 10 that's just one that's been around forever and hasn't changed at all so i like that um, in the bottom 10, I've never liked the, another toilet seat in the, the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah. Never liked the Canucks, uh, logo. I, I just don't like that C and how the, the top part of it. It's better like, than, I, just, I don't like it. That weird, that weird one they had in the nineties, the red and black and yellow. I, I like that better. <laughs> Ooh. honestly i don't like that a ton but i i like that one better um if the king still had the gretzky era oh yes that's number a top one 10. that is a top <laughs> 10 all day all night and again when i was talking with uh adam like he he likes uh st louis he likes the blues uh uniforms and there's there's some uniforms from the blues that, that i that i kind of like um like with the blue and the yellow i feel like that's a and I think they're they're I think they have a good logo. I think their their logo I, is fine. St. Louis goes right in the middle of this list. They are not great. They're not bad. Mm -hmm. It's right smack dab in the middle. Like yeah, it's a passing grade. Um, and then two other ones that I would put in the bottom. Uh, one is Nashville. Just yeah, I I, I hate that logo. I hate I the can't color. Stand it. Yeah, the color's not the best. Um, Mustard cats. I can't yeah. stand that color. Um. Just never liked that. And then it was funny when I was, you know, doing the the episode with Adam. 
I kind of had to put it out there. Like, dude, I, I'm not a fan of Tampa Bay. <laughs> it's Tampa Bay Boring. is very basic. And, yeah. and I told them, like, you, it, there's not a lot you can do with it. It's a lightning bolt. So it's not like you, you have to you have to do things to the other parts of the, the jersey. And there's been times where they have done that. Mm-hmm. But they just have it's a lightning bolt with a circle around it. And you know, cool. one that once one that does surprise me that is not in this bottom, Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I, I I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it. I don't think I think that would be just on the verge of these these bottom ten. It's it's I don't think it's deserving of being the bottom ten, but uh it's nowhere near the top ten at all. Your so. your team name is the Jets. We are on the heels of Top Gun Maverick being the best movie of all time. You could do something with that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. So let me see if I, oh, there's a top 10. All right. Um, all right. So that's going to pretty much wrap it up. There's a lot that's going to be going on in the comments for this episode from top to bottom. A lot of people are going to want to be talking about whether they would rank uniforms. Probably some people that are angry that the Avalanche aren't on here. Uh, you know, the things with the milestones and, you know, hardest working players. There's a lot to discuss in the comment section. So fire away YouTube or even Twitter if you want to do it on there as well. Uh, but there you have it. The, the top 10. And maybe I even said this without it. Maybe we'll do one for the reverse retros. Oh, yeah. And those are all out. Uh, if we don't do it uh, network wide, we'll, we'll just do our own. Though. I have no problem doing that. So, all right, everyone, that is going to wrap it up for today's episode. Uh, fire away in the comments, and thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. He's Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli. This is the Locked On Avalanche podcast. See you guys Wednesday. Go, Abs, go. Go, Abs, go.